So here we go. Today is Fed Day. And I don't think that Powell is happy that the markets are making new highs for the year. So will he say something today that is tanking the markets? And how does this affect our open positions? Also this morning, the PPI report has been released and a little bit surprised there. So we'll take a look at this. Oh, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Morgan. Today's Wednesday, December 13th, Fed Day. And in this show, we're going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And Mark, it is up, up and away for the markets. I mean, geez, as I said, I don't think that Powell is happy about that. You know, it could be a bit of a challenge. Now, the Fed technically has a dual mandate to focus on maximum employment and price stability. And what the market is doing isn't necessarily something that the Fed uh, takes into consideration, but uh, a strong market, good sign for the economy. It, it is, but this is where I think that Paul might also be concerned that inflation might be heating up again. I mean, if everybody is just happy and contempt, and uh, I mean, this is what we might see here, that he says, well, we shouldn't see this. And uh, that's where it goes back to, okay, What's happening here with inflation? Yesterday, we had the PPI, CPI being released today, followed by the PPI. Yep. And you look at those numbers there, uh, core PPI unchanged and uh, coming in lower than expected. PPI also unchanged. So uh, core PPI, which excludes food and energy, which tends to be a little more volatile, uh, flat. And, and that is a, a positive here year over year basis uh, the index was up just 0.9% excluding food and energy um and trade um yeah it's it's you see I, I think this is very interesting because yes of course the consumer price index that is probably giving us a better idea about inflation however we also know that the fed and powell likes to look at the pce price index. Uh, so, and this is where we have several components that are in the PPI that are in the PCE. So this is why I think it would make sense to pay closer attention to the PPI. I think that this is what Paul might do. So do you think he will reference these uh, quite good numbers this afternoon? You know, I, I think so. But I also believe that Nothing has really changed here for uh, Powell's uh, stance, right? Uh, I don't think he's going to give the market uh, any nugget to grab hold of that would be positive. I think he's going to say the Fed will be data dependent. Uh, inflation remains sticky and, you know, just the same thing. I don't think he's going to be dovish here. He's going to still be a little bit hawkish. Uh, and I think the Fed will keep rates higher longer although i do believe that they're done and i don't think he's gonna really shed light on when they're gonna cut yeah i mean that's the point so i think that as you said he'll probably sound more hawkish so just to be very stern uh but also kind of like a broken record and uh, this is sure. what we see right now in the markets i mean if you look at a five minute chart of the s p Yes, we are drifting higher, but if you look at the VIX, the fear gauge, I mean, we are trading at a four-year low. Nobody is expecting that Powell is saying anything that uh, could be way different from what we already know. And that's what you said. 
he'll say we're moving in the right direction, but uh, we still have ways to go. We are committed to a 2% target. And yes, the interest rates will probably stay higher for longer. I mean, this will be and the that was, message. And that was my attempt at a sounding like a broken record. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Well, this is why I'm repeating it so that it really sounds like a broken record <laughs> because I mean, we, we also have, so we only are three hours away from the next Fed meeting. And uh, so these probabilities will change this afternoon. I'm very, very convinced that they will. But right now, the Fed is not expected to do anything, keeping interest rates the same. But they're also releasing the so-called dot plot which yep. basically means that they are saying what they think they're going to do in 2024. Um, if they keep it the same, if they're expecting one more hike, if they're expecting to lower interest rates, if so, how many times? So they won't probably commit to when exactly, but the dot plot typically tells us, okay, how many more hikes? And uh, if there are any uh, planned lower Lowerings? I don't know. <laughs> Decreases. You know, but this will be interesting, Marcus, because back in September, the dot plot showed that Fed members believed we were going to see another hike or two, and uh, that didn't happen, right? Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the Fed thinks now if another hike is on the potential, potent, or is on the table potentially, or if everybody's thinking about cuts and when those cuts will take place. We see what Fed Funds Futures shows as a possible cut, but uh, that comparison to what Fed members believe, uh, that, that could uh, cause a little uh, stir in the markets. Yeah. So we'll see. Markets are definitely waiting, but uh, I was just about to say nervously waiting, but they're not nervously waiting. They're just waiting. That's what it is. Yeah, VIX closing at a four-year low yes i mean it's just no volatility and yes things can be a little slow going into the end of the year but gosh just uh nothing yeah all right i mean uh looking overall we, we have been mentioning bitcoin over the past few days and bitcoin a little bit all over the place so now up again uh, approaching forty-two thousand, but they're sitting out there between forty thousand and forty-four thousand. i mean that's a in the market, not a whole lot going on. In Bitcoin, 10% swings, what, within a couple of days? <laughs> At least that's how it's been recently. So uh, interesting to see we're up 1.2% today. And uh, with the markets a little bit higher as we await the Fed, uh, interest rate yields, uh, yields are down. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the other thing, right? And uh, let, let's take a look at the 10-year the yield. I think that Powell was quite happy when the markets were doing the job for the Fed, when interest rates were rising, going to five. And I think that he would be much happier if they would have stayed up here between 4.75 and five. I don't think that he likes the idea that interest rates are pulling back that much right now. Exactly. When those uh, yields are higher, that it was estimated that it would be the equivalent of a, a quarter point hike in the uh, Fed, uh, well, with the Fed's uh, rate decision there. And on this pullback, not necessarily a good thing, maybe not a bad thing, but going back to the markets being at highs and whether or not the Fed cares, I, I think that the, the fact is 
that when we are talking about a soft landing and a strong, resilient economy, the Fed can keep rates higher longer without crushing uh, the economy, right? Yeah. So what I found very interesting, if we look at the uh, at the um, difference here between the 10-year and 2-year, we, we know that usually it should be above zero, so that the 10-year uh, has actually a higher interest rate than the 2-year. Right now, it is inverted. And this is where people say, well, when this is inverted, it means that we could point to a recession. Over the past few weeks, I'm on a weekly chart here. So over the past few weeks, we have been pulling back from the zero line again. So that's kind of contradicting what everybody is expecting right now, this, this Goldilocks scenario where we will not have a recession. So that's not what this, uh, this difference here between the 10-year and 2-year is showing us because uh, since late October, it has pulled back again from the zero line. And that is interesting, but are we in a different type of environment? Because yes, the the yield curve inversion in the past has been a signal or sign of a recession. But I mean, gosh, we've been talking about a recession for the last two years now, and we're 3% away from record highs. And we're trading at highs of the year, uh, levels that we haven't seen since January of 2022. Yeah. So, yeah, this afternoon will definitely be interesting. And uh, we know that usually there's three reactions to it. Uh, the, the first reaction uh, will be basically uh, right when the... Oh, I wanted to go to the economic calendar. Sorry about this. Uh, so we'll be right then when uh, the Fed issued their statement, uh, which will be at 1 o'clock um, Central Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Time. Then there will be a second reaction during Paul's press conference. And then we will see a third reaction tomorrow after everybody is digesting what's happening. Because the press conference usually goes for um, anywhere between 35 and 40 minutes, uh, depending on how many questions there are. And that's getting very close to the close of the markets today. So this is where usually uh, there's a third reaction tomorrow. So, Marcus, do you think uh, much ado about nothing, or do you think that this is going to finally be a, a reason for the the markets to to move and for the VIX? I, to I think it's spike? a reason for the markets to move, uh, and I, I really, 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 I'm, I'm very surprised by the VIX, the fear index, being at a at a four year low. Uh, usually this doesn't last long. And when fear is coming back in the market, it means that the markets are moving lower. So going back to, uh, oh, where it is, there it is, the stake zone. I know that we are far away from the stake zone. Right now, I honestly don't think that we will pull back all the way into the stake zone. But I do believe that we might be hanging out between 4550 and 4600 that we see a pullback here to below 4,600. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind a, a pullback and kind of a, a shakeout there and then uh, a bit of a Santa Claus rally into the end of the year. Yeah. All right. Um, we have a few uh, stocks that we should talk about. I mean, uh, yesterday, Oracle, uh, after reporting earnings already were sliding down today, bouncing back a little bit at first moving lower, but Oracle yesterday dropping 12%. Today, 
adding another 2%, and we talked about it as a possible real trade, and we both said, nah, we'd rather pass on this one. Yeah, hard to really see strong strong support with this one. I know you had some concerns about maybe the, the business model or what's in store in the future for Oracle, but for me, it was really more about support and such a big drop. Yeah. All right, and then today we have Pfizer. Uh, Pfizer, yeah. it's a stock that we have been trading it, uh, but they today down 8.5%, which for Pfizer is a big drop. You know, this really is, but look at this chart. We have traded it in the past, but this is one of the reasons why I, I think it's okay to have some of your favorite wheel stocks, but to, to not be married to a position or a stock. And uh, one of the reasons why I, I don't like sharing a watch list, right? Because that could change monthly, weekly, even daily, depending on what's going on. Pfizer's been in a downtrend since... Uh, well, really for the last year. So uh, this one not looking too hot, getting worse today, touching a 10-year low on a uh, weaker than expected uh, profit and revenue forecasts. Oh, oh, <laughs> it seems that somebody was trying to FaceTime me here for a moment. All right, well, that's over. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, um, and this, again, just weaker forecast, no earnings or anything like this. So... Yeah, surprise, surprise. Um, what else going on? Well, uh, kind of that's it. Let, let's go jump over to our positions and uh, take a look at those. Because uh, first up, CSIQ. And I mean, we talked about it this morning in detail with our mastermind members. Still very interested in flying a rescue mission. But since we know that CSIQ is interest rates sensitive, we want to wait until the Fed meeting this afternoon and possibly tomorrow flying a rescue mission. Down a little bit today, and I believe this is uh, there is some nervousness here. Uh, okay, what will Powell say? How long will interest rates stay higher for longer? I, I agree, and I like this 19 to 21 zone. I, I would be interested in maybe adding to it at 20. We actually ran some numbers with our mastermind uh, group this morning in our virtual boardroom and looked at the comparison, what happens if we added 20 versus 21, and uh, what happens if we do a one-third rescue versus a half. And uh, I definitely like bringing down the cost basis of the position to that range that we saw back in September before that second push lower on uh, concerns in the solar industry. So if I could bring my cost basis down to that range to sell uh, calls on a pop there, whether it's you know a couple of weeks or a couple of months doesn't matter. Getting down to that level, I think, is going to be nice. So we're watching this one, but I yeah. agree. After the Fed would be what I'm waiting for. So we might move, uh, make a move tomorrow. I don't think that we'll make a move this afternoon, but probably tomorrow. All right. So then, NEE. I mean, just plugging along, but come on, buddy. I mean, just uh, well, I need to. There we go. <laughs> All right. We need yeah. to pop above sixty-two. That's also something Trying that could up. happen. This afternoon. Now, one we know, maybe not this afternoon, but next week. Let's go. All right, Oxy, uh, super interesting here. So, Oxy, I got assigned at fifty-seven. Um, sold calls in the beginning of the week. Uh, let's just go back to fifty-seven. Oh no, it's actually right up here. Let's see. There we go. Right. So, I sold calls. 
against the 58 level. And yesterday, with the drop lower, I was able to close it. Right now, I'm looking to sell calls at the 57 level again and uh, hoping to double dip here, being able to double dip. So that's where uh, we looked at it this morning. There wasn't quite the premium that we are looking for at the 57. So we need at least 14 cents. Oh, okay, it's 18 by 20. That's not bad at all. So I might take this for 20 cents. Okay. Yeah, you had the opportunity to buy back your calls at 80%. And I was close yesterday on Exxon, um, but wasn't able to get there. So I like this double dip, so to speak. Yeah. So let's take a look at XOM since you brought it up. So XOM, yeah, I mean, uh, moving lower yesterday, uh, moving back up higher today. And uh, you sold the 100 calls and uh, weren't able to close them yesterday because Exxon didn't move for low enough to for you to be able to do this. But I mean, we'll see what happens over the next couple of days. Seems that these calls might expire worthless and uh, that we have the opportunity to sell calls again next week. Yeah, I uh, it came within a penny. I, I had a working order and just, you know, let it work. I wasn't micromanaging it, but came within a penny of that uh, 80%, but still in this one. And uh, right now those calls are at 76% max profit. All right. PNC up 0.1% uh, today, just hanging out there at the 141.50 level, uh, which is a little bit surprising for me right here where my cost basis is. I sold the 143 calls. Uh, let's see if they expire this week. If so, I'll probably be a little bit more aggressive next week so that I get, get called away on this one, uh, free up a position or uh, just uh, be in cash over the, uh, over the holidays here. So I, I'm okay not trading necessarily into, into the holidays and between Christmas and New Year's. That's usually where I'm spending time with the family, with the kids, and uh, not really being glued to the markets here. Yeah, I, you've uh, played this one well, Marcus, and uh, I like those 143. Uh, we'll see, Mark. I mean, you, you, you're out of this, and there's always the risk that this can move lower again, right? I mean, there's no guarantee that this keeps moving higher, so this is why said uh, this week I like the 143. Next week I'll be a little bit more aggressive and probably just sell the 142 and uh, just uh, try to get out of this one, especially since we see some resistance right here at around 150, 150. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there for you. Hanging yeah. in there in uh, spirit, although no longer in the trade. Yeah. UPS, I mean, UPS is just staying in this range that we had established earlier. And uh, right now, it seems that we are going back into this range. Well, this is a horrible, horrible box. Uh, let's get rid of this and let's try this again. So it seems that we are pulling back into this range that uh, is established somewhere between, I want to say, uh, 150. Jeez, oh, Pete. 150 and 157.50. I mean, that is my my cost basis. I was hoping that we can break out of this one and that I can sell calls uh, above my cost basis. I'm still waiting for this one, but I might actually next week uh, look at selling the 157.50. Again, just uh, hoping to get, uh, get called away here and not having to worry about the positions uh, between the holidays. Super, super tempting. I talked about it before, I'm in at 165. 162-ish is my break-even, but uh, yeah, Marcus, I mean, if you could sell some calls, get some nice premium and, you know, get called away, even if it does move a little bit higher, sometimes freeing up that buying power and uh, not being 
you know, fixated on the market over the holidays as a, as a win. Yeah. All right. I think that uh, between now and uh, two o'clock Eastern time, not a whole lot will happen. We see that the S&P 500 is stalling right there. And uh, I, I think that's about it. And then we will see the reaction first at two o'clock, then again at 2.30 when Powell is grabbing the mic and then tomorrow. So it, it will be an interesting afternoon. I think it will be interesting. I think it's a reason for the markets to move. And I think well, that there's more pressure to the downside. With the run-up, I'm with you there, Marcus. And also, I'm I'm a little bit biased here because I do have an open position I'd like to uh, fill. And if there is a drop, it's a perfect opportunity to collect some premium on the put side with that uh, volatility that we haven't seen recently. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, make sure that you tune in tomorrow to see how our positions are reacting to this. Uh, if you enjoyed today's video, give us a like. If you feel that others might benefit from it, feel free to share it. There's a share button right underneath the video. And if this is your first time here, consider subscribing to the channel because this way you get notified whenever we go live again. And we'll be live again tomorrow, letting you know what the Fed decided to do, the dot plot, what Powell uh, is saying and has said, and how the markets are reacting to this, and especially how this affects our positions in our portfolio. So have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Happy trading, everybody.